0: X-Men, get it!
1: Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of this, this Is Your Weekend X Men Podcast, where we rank every story from A to Z. Ah, I'm Adam, and I'm the bad boy of X Men podcasting,
0: Zach Jenkins.
1: Adam, I forgot in the last episode to remind everyone that we're still in our attitude era. Can I get a hell yeah?
0: Hell yeah! I guess I could edit that in post, but I would no, leave it in. Listen, people know, people know that we're in our attitude era. You know, y'all, it's people just around saying hell yeah all their family and friends and it's it's a good time they're they're smashing beer cans chugging them (laughs) it's a whole
1: thing wearing leather vests we're uh (laughs) we're doing a Montreal screw job over here it's a real uh Adam I'll I'll have someone else explain to you the Montreal screw job at some point
0: I I don't want to know it's fine I'm sure uh it's a I get it
1: I, I'm pretty sure the Montreal screw job was not fine or it was. We're not sure. Hmm. Interesting. I I don't, I don't keep up with enough wrestling to know um if the Montreal screw job was a shooter or work. <laughs> I don't I don't know.
0: It's okay. We have friends who could definitely explain this to us, but we are Not really talking about any wrestling this week. We are talking about the tectonic plates under the earth as they fold against each other and molten hot lava comes spilling out from under the ground from the... We're talking about
1: magma. Yes, we're talking (laughs) about magma. (laughs) The friend sucks. (laughs) Here's the thing. (laughs) Magma's always sucked. Like Mm. when you talk about the nine main new mutants. Yep. Because we're not counting Birdbrain and we're not counting Gossamer. No, they're We're not not doing it.
0: Nope. They're extras. I
1: get I get that Gossamer was in Inferno, but we're not doing it. <laughs> you rank them magma, easily bottom of the list. Even the people who like don't like Cypher, which to be fair, Cypher's now good, so it's hard to go back and be like, yeah, but Cypher sucked. Mm. Cypher's great now.
0: Magma's tough to actually do anything good with. What's um, her deal? What's her deal? Well. unfortunately, she was, like, gaslit from birth to think that she was an ancient Roman um, who sometimes, like, hung around in blackface and and pretended to be Brazilian in the jungles and the rainforest. But then it turned out she wasn't gaslit for all of that. It was all true. Well, it's weird. It depends on what point you pick up her continuity, right? Like If you
1: read her in the 90s... Right. When Fabian LeCiasis is like... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah this he's, he's roma, having a migraine so over it <laughs>
1: nova roma sucks so much can i break it yeah every time do you know how many times nova roma has been destroyed uh multiple i mean it's terrible it deserves to We're, get destroyed we are nearly free of nova roma so many times
0: <laughs> and so
1: many times
0: someone nova says roma comes back yeah let's go take a visit to nova roma no one wants who to go cares? there who who cares about nova
1: freaking roma
0: <laughs> and that's magma's whole deal oh i'm a princess from nova roma
1: everyone loves me it's like you're not that interesting lady
0: or or it's like i just said no i'm not and i'm angry about it which i feel like you get that more often after this you know and it's it's weird because depending i think on- you're
1: projecting the comics that you grew up with into what everyone thinks
0: no, it's it. it's interesting because like depending on which writer picks it up, right? Like we just did that um that New Brotherhood issue with yes. Bedlam, right? And yes, uh, Amara's like, don't call me that. That's not my name. Her name right? is she's Alison Cressmere, right? She's like mad about it, right? And then later on, like the stories we're going to talk about this week, for the most part, she's using the entire full Nova Roma name again.
1: Um, You're talking about Amara Julian. Olivia Aquila. yes uh it's a lot can i tell you why i actively disliked magma before i had read a single comic with magma in it uh why because in the video game x-men
0: legends oh good reason
1: you had to play as allison Cressmere, who was just this whiny bratty kid
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. running around the mansion Doing things in between missions and you had to do those things in between missions so that you could get your team right. And you never wanted to use her in the real missions because one, if you liked Magma, she wasn't your Magma. And two, if you bought a game called X-Men Legends, you wanted to play as your friends, the (laughs) X-Men.
0: Not the crappiest new (laughs) mutants. Not Magma. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got this out of the way right at the front of the episode that neither of us magma are fans. fans of magma. I'm sorry. Or, I, how many could there be? Dozens of them. I mean, I we assume? did establish last episode that there's a fan for every character, right? I mean, we that's a constant refrain in fandom. But Magma's I really tough.
1: hope, I really hope Patreon supporter Pastor X, who went on over to Patreon.com/slash Battle the Atom, is not the world's biggest magma fan because continually we're going to be mean to magma in this episode (laughs) because she deserves it it's just when your introduction is comics is wearing blackface it's like it's not setting
0: a great (laughs) tone moving forward no it's tough it's tough to rebound from that um it's a bad it's a bad opening
1: for her now this isn't the opening this is kind of like a soft reopening that they try and do. Mm-hmm. Uh by the way, if you want to be like, did I already say that Spiel? Hearts Pocket no. Books, we'll do a patreon.com slash bow the atom five dollars. We'll we'll do a whole episode around you or a theme that you want us to do. Yeah, please do. Please, please do. Uh the request this week was of course New Mutants Volume 337, Hot Date. This is what? written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning with pencils by David Lopez Mm. with an early Chris Anka cover.
0: Yes. So last week on uh, Battle of the Atom, uh, which for us was just minutes ago, we did talk about Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning's Magic Volume 2, which also featured a very different version of mephisto than we are about to see here so while i think we've both expressed our distaste for magma here i do appreciate this request because this is a weird issue i can tell you explicitly this is the only
1: issue of dan abnett and andy lanning's new mutants that i remember in any legitimate capacity
0: uh it is called a date with the devil and this Chris Anka cover is fantastic. We have Magma in an evening gown, Mephisto in a tux, giving her a little peck on the hand and the rest of our new mutants team, um, really looking on in, in shock and battle mode in the background. You know, you know,
1: I love Chris Anka's work and I've started to love it more now that my, uh, oldest son has read, uh, Ms. Marvel with me that he did some covers on mm. and now He's like, oh, Chris, he's he's an artist I love. I love Chris. And I'm like, no, <laughs> Anker, basis. it's fine. I think it's adorable. Yeah, I bet Chris Anker would also think it's adorable. And then I, I bet said, he would. I you said, should, buddy, uh... Chris Anker doesn't doesn't want to do comics right now because it doesn't pay. So no,
0: but do, you you uh, should let him uh, know that he stuff. worked very, very hard on the Spider-Verse sequel. And
1: I should, because here's the thing. You look at Miguel O'Hara in that and you're like, oh. I can see how that's a Chris Anka drawing.
0: Yeah. You could also probably spend like a good chunk of time on Anka's Instagram. Just going through all of the different character designs with your Chris son. Anka
1: does. A, I haven't been on Anka's Instagram in a bit, but Chris Anka, I, I'm not going to go through that Instagram unfiltered with a child.
0: Okay, Just, maybe, maybe maybe with a little bit of a you know fine tooth comb. However, like a five
1: second delay would be what I need on that.
0: Hundreds of amazing character designs for that movie that he worked on. So definitely worth taking a look at. Also, an incredible artist, David Lopez. Um, Love Lopez in this. I will say,
1: David Lopez draws a bad warlock.
0: Uh, his warlock sucks. Yeah,
1: but I act- I really like David Lopez in general. His warlock is an absolute turd.
0: Yeah, he, he kinda looks like a pool noodle with with like googly eyes. It's not a good look. He's too defined. Yeah. It is
1: too sharply defined as like a stick
0: bug. Yeah. So, um, as the cover implies, Magma has agreed, um, based on the last arc, to go on a date with Mephisto. Now this was Do you too- know
1: about the last arc? Have you read this Run of New Mutants? I have never read
0: the arc before this. So tell people why she made this agreement to get the new mutants out of hell.
1: So it's fear itself.
0: Uh, Danny
1: is like, okay, well there's Asgard stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to talk to Hela. We're, we're like not friends, but we work well enough and I'm going to get my Valkyrie powers back. for this mm-hmm. Cause she doesn't have any powers right now. So they do a spell to go to hell where Hela lives. Mm hmm but they spelled the spell wrong or oh, something. God. I forget exactly. Like It's like verbal trickery and they end up in Mephisto's hell and they, they get out of it by magma agreeing to go on a date with Mephisto. <laughs> now I want to be clear. Mephisto is the Lord of lies. He is the devil. Yes. That's all I have on that. Like, like he's just, he is actually the great Satan.
0: He is, he is the, mm. In the Marvel Universe, he is, and I think he acknowledges this at some point in this issue even, that he is like a manifestation of the Christian idea of the devil, right? Like, but he also is. Mephisto's the devil. Like, like, He's the devil. Not, let's, anyway, not,
1: let's not get into Mephisto's the devil. He's yes. Mephisto. He's Blackheart's dad.
0: I just want to point out a couple of touchstones that I have for Mephisto, because it's really wild seeing this version in this issue, and we'll get into yeah. what that version is. But we're going to get into it. Last week we just talked about Magic Volume Two. Mephisto, very is classic there. Mephisto. Mephisto is like towering, a gigantic character, similar to you know his first appearances in Silver Surfer. He's just this gigantic, menacing, like satanic creature, right? Another very, very like big reference touch point for me: Infinity Gauntlet. Right, because Mephisto is the devil in the ear of Thanos for at least the first chunk of that. So you yeah. you have the the trickster, right? The it's very Jim Starlin. It it's very like cosmic. Um, the other huge touchstone that I have is the end of Nesenti's Daredevil run, in which Mephisto is not just the Mephisto we know, but is also just this like incredibly monstrous thing that that almost begins to resemble jrjr's Blackheart more than mm-hmm. he does the the mephista that we know so i've got all of that bouncing around in my head and now What's this one look like?
1: This Mephisto is a wussy boy who's like, oh, I just never have time to date. It's just so hard living in this modern world. And I'm sorry, Mr. Actually, he's a nice guy and he's sweet if you get to know him. He's the very literal devil. Like we cannot do a Draco Malfoy is a good boy with actual Satan. And I know I know we can do that. And there's been just a huge amount of literature about this like massive amounts of stuff, but that's like taking the idea I and mean, be like, actually this has been misinterpreted. No, we've seen Mephisto <laughs> yes. for several, several decades. decades. Like he's just, he exists explicitly so that they can have, and here's Satan, the worst thing in existence. Yes. And in here, uh, he's just a guy who's down on his luck and he just has no luck
0: with girls. He is a tech bro incel who just, gosh golly, he needs to, you know, use all of his tricks from the uh, pickup artist book that he bought down at the Barnes and Noble. You know, he. But we're not
1: supposed to think he sucks. We're supposed to think that's cute and endearing. I, that the, is. The, what's the book weird. wants us to like him in this.
0: Yes. So they
1: want us to have very literal sympathy for the devil.
0: Hmm. Good point. Good point. Yeah. So the new mutants are obviously very, very worried about this date. They do not. Think they, Magma should she be. Does. they all have very legitimate concerns. Magma does go on the date immediately loses the tracking bracelet that she is supposed to be uh, <laughs> wearing so that the new mutants can save her. If Satan does something sheisty and what does mephisto do he takes her to hell he tries to impress her with all of his you know devil-like uh, powers and magma's basically like dude this ain't working like can we just hit he a has a great to- band he does have a pretty great band that includes mozart on piano if i remember correctly
1: it's mozart robert johnson uh john bonham uh, what's her name? Uh, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. It's Amy Winehouse. And then I forget who's on there's, there's a horn player and I can't No, There's no, a violinist. No, no, it's a
0: violinist. I'm not sure who that is, but it's what's his, it's, I mean, it doesn't matter. It yeah.
1: It doesn't. I know it's a classic literature thing and someone's yelling at me and I want to say Faust and I know that's not true,
0: but I, I don't think it matters anyway. So they end up at a barbecue joint, right? It's a diner, like a little, um, you know, booth in a, in a diner kind of situation and they bond over hot sauce. And at the end of this episode, you know, it's, it's a meat cute, you know, like she actually gives him. It's
1: Giuseppe tartini.
0: A, oh, okay. Thank you. Gives him a little smooch on the cheek and almost implies, you know, after uh, a little, you know, tap at the window that maybe they could go out again They do continue
1: to date for more issues of this until the exiled arc, which we've covered previously.
0: Yes. I, I appreciate the swing. I do. I think we're swinging for the fences, which is funny. It's got, it's, mm, it's not a, it's a very well-constructed issue. I will say that. I don't think it's poorly written. I don't think that it's the art is fantastic. Lopez is doing a great job here. Um,
1: If I hadn't had 50 years of Mephisto being in other comics, I would not have any issue with this. That's why I started
0: with my touchstones, because I can't wrap my brain around what Abnett and Lanning are doing here. I don't get why they would want
1: to do that. I do. But do you want to have a sexy devil character? May I introduce you to damien damien hellstrom the son of satan <laughs> sure they the marvel universe is not want for sexy devil men no no sexy devil men is my favorite anime by the way
0: <laughs> is that a real thing
1: no but devil man cry is
0: oh god so yeah also I, sexy
1: devil men might be a real thing I, I, i'm sure, not sure it be.
0: It. yeah maybe pepe loraz is doing variant covers for it who knows <laughs> But that's this... a joke
1: because Pepe Larraz did a variant cover for My Hero Academia.
0: Yes, uh, pretty. I'm sorry,
1: Boko No Hero Academia. Wow, somebody's been studying. Um, I don't think that's true. I think it, I I know it is Boko No. But
0: hey, I I don't Boko No. No, it either. is
1: Boko No Hero Academia. I was right. Look at me with my anime references. A thing. I my son was like, "Oh dad, you watch anime? You like anime?" I said, "I do." Like I've watched some Studio <laughs> Ghibli film. I've watched I've watched Akira. We watched Ponyo together. It's <laughs> like, I was like, and then then I followed up with, "Bud, you watched 6 hours of Pokémon yesterday. Do you know Ooh. what Pokémon is?" And he was like, "Oh." "Ah, yes. cartoon It's a cartoon." I said, "It's a cartoon. I don't there watch it." I, oh my just god. Just cuz like it just seems like it'd be a lot to get into and it's a lifestyle. It's, it's like the anime that comes in it is It's for, like, it's for, it's for people who aren't me. It's for other people.
0: It's yeah. fine. That no, no judgment, man. It's Dude. not
1: my, it's not my jam.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I think we're in agreement. Nice looking issue. Smartly written, but trouble getting behind it based on the I... characterization of literally one of the universe's most famous villains. So it's, just, it's
1: really hard for me to
0: get this
1: issue. Yeah. I think it's funny that Magma dated the devil.
0: Yeah. It's it's a, it's a fine joke. Uh, I think I'm, it would
1: be funnier if that, if Magma liked Mephisto for Mephisto.
0: Yes. And that
1: would be better.
0: Does seem to, which is interesting. Um, And she's oddly, here's the thing. There's
1: a story that I can get behind because she is like, okay with the torture and stuff. Also they do this whole thing where it's like, Oh, actually I'm the devil. I give so much money to UNICEF and charity so that people can actually go to hell. I was like, "Mm, come on, you guys are being, that was, you're really trying to push that. Actually he's not the
0: devil. And that's like, that's, he was trying yeah he's trying to convince them that like by controlling certain forces and causing more deaths he's actually helping people and it's like get out of here um i'm all right i'm so i don't understand this mephisto by any means i don't this is either. not a mephisto podcast though no we should rank this on our big old list because we're both stumped our big
1: old game. list of mephisto podcasts <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes are we are we
1: ranking every mephisto ever because i'll Mephisto's. be honest don't give Jason Aaron any more ideas. He already wasted so much freaking time on that stupid arc of his stupid Avengers. You tell him I, I will. I just, I yeah. absolutely. If Jason Aaron ever came up to me and said, Hey, what did you think about my Avengers? I'd be like, Jason Aaron <laughs> sucked ass, but it wasn't very good. I don't know what to tell you. I hated it. I hated nearly everything about it. And I hated wow. that you had a billion Mephistos at the end and they were beaten by people. I don't care about.
0: Wow. Wow. All
1: right. I got a lot of strong feelings. I think about that run a lot and it makes me angry and I don't even like Avengers that much.
0: Are right, you got to tell people about the list Zach?
1: Oh, it's a list. It's very long it has 816 X-Men stories range from best to worst. Number one is house of X power. 10 200 is moon girl, devil dinosaur. Number 17. Number 400 is X-Men 2099. One through three, the gathering number 600 is the Paris arc of all new X-Men. Number 800 is the bird brain saga. And eight sixteen is 2099. Word of to small. The worst X-Men story of all time. This is not as good as the gathering
0: Uh, from
1: X-Men 2099.
0: That's a 400. Oh, yeah, I mean, the lowest New Mutants volume three arc we have is down at 594, which is which is exiled uh, Re- return of the Legion. Um, so that's the first four issues of Wells. Then up this at is probably the David 30, Lopez really 368. Good. We have the Necrotia arc uh, six to eight.
1: This is between uh, this is between those, I think. 500 is the Lord Darkwind arc of Daredevil.
0: Hmm. I think this is better than that.
1: Then it goes right between that and Claws and Webs at 499, the Venom versus Wolverine Sam Keith
0: story. I think it's not a, better than that. That is a really fair place to put this. So this is going to be our new 500, New Mutants 37, Date with the Devil. A book that is well made but we just don't understand. I, it's a it's, stumper. It's truly
1: a baffling book. Now... (laughs) Let's talk about baffling. (laughs) Now, Magma... Magma historically has been in some comics that I would consider baffling. She starts in Nova Roma. That's a bad start for non-baffling based material. And she keeps on going and going. And in fact, where she goes... Next in our personal continuity of this podcast is a book called Young X-Men. Oh boy. <laughs> this is 2008 Divided We f- Stand uh, right after Messiah Complex. This is a follow up to the much beloved by many people and tolerated by me Academy X New X-Men arcs. Mm-hmm. Yep. They follow it up. They follow up the uh, the writers or one of the writers of thor ragnarok and avengers endgame and like a lot of like big movies with the writer of arrow mark Guggenheim it's here buddies (laughs) the googs the googs is here and all of googs
0: favorites
1: googie is doing his thing here and it's
0: (sighs) can we talk about the title of this first issue okay this is ballsy final final genesis That is a great. That is a great title that this story does not deserve.
1: (laughs) Especially because when they've previously done titles with Genesis, it has been a whole new team. That's the whole deal. Okay, it's a, it's a. Here's the new thing, and this team is just a weird hodgepodge collection. Yannick Paquette is on pencils, Mm -hmm. uh, for this. This uh we got covers by the one, the only the Dodsons. I guess they're the two, the only.
0: Um, I will say artistically though, I we're gonna get into what this book is about. I like Yannick Paquette's artwork here. I think I it's like done Yannick pretty Paquette. well, and I think it's it's uh, a, a good style for this. Um it's but, very
1: much a book that the Dodsons would have the cover of.
0: Yes. Uh love the Dodsons covers. Um, there's some very, very boobular. Um, artwork that i believe we used for our episode art <laughs> whereas truly insane yeah anyway let's get into who this team is because this is a weird team that only mark guggenheim could love
1: here's the characters that you know that are on this team you got blindfold ruth Aldine. Mm-hmm. you got dust you got rockslide. okay if you're doing a sequel to the new x-men that's a that's a lineup you can see their Rock Slide was on the main team but the other two are fairly under well dust actually wasn't underused at all now that I say that a lot blindfolds kind of new on that mm-hmm. you also get wolf Club, wolf cub oh boy
0: uh
1: <laughs> you remember that arc that uh of exiles
0: with wolf cub it's yeah. him um but it's weird he's not little anymore He's like, no,
1: he's a man. He's a wolf man. Hey, was it hilarious? Because I forgot that Lobo Maximus shows up in this.
0: Lobo Maximus does show up in this. He's been depowered by M Day.
1: <laughs> never say, never say Scarlet Witch didn't do anything for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh we also got also, Gray
1: Malkin. Gray Malkin shows up in this, uh, in this arc, which we're covering the first five issues.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He, you don't know what his deal is. He's this weird guy that pops out of the shadows mm-hmm. and attacks the antagonist uh, Donald Pierce. That's all. That's all the Gray Malkin content. He also talks about Cipher, not Cipher that we know. The other different Cipher that Mark <laughs> Guggenheim and only Mark Guggenheim came
0: up with <laughs> Cipher with a Y. or a cypher with an eye all right and now for our grand finale last team member is
1: and i I would argue the central character and really the only character mark guggenheim is interested (laughs) in writing in this book yes it's ink
0: it is ink oh and as as you might know from the movie
1: x-men days of future past
0: yeah wow wow so honestly overlooked
1: best best use of ink ever was in x-men days of future past when he was like oh okay he's got tattoo powers that's yeah. cool
0: yep
1: yeah. and that was it ink sucks
0: ink is the worst and this Let's, is a great example of how he's the worst because we get i mean to there's see very there's not terrible a huge
1: number of other examples of ink because again he's the worst i wonder how much i'm gonna I'm gonna do do something real quick, Adam. So, ink has appeared in 30 comics. That's
0: not a high batting rate. Right, uh, it's player. not
1: a high. It's not a high number. No. I'm going to ask you this, Adam: How many comics do you think? Hmm. What percentage of the 30 comics that ink has appeared in mm-hmm. do you think were not written by Mark Guggenheim?
0: Zero percent. No. Uh, mm. 10 percent
1: it's actually closer to about 20 percent
0: okay there are seven appearances
1: now here's the here is the addendum to that Mm -hmm. how many of them do you think ink has a speaking role in oh
0: i'm sure the ones that googs didn't write like none
1: that that mark guggenheim didn't write
0: oh i'm sure he's a background
1: character i believe the answer is zero
0: (laughs) it's like they needed somebody in the background of a scene i
1: hate ink so much. Uh
0: because he's the worst. Because here's the here's the plot of
1: this. Yep. Cyclops is going around to all of these young X Men and mm-hmm. saying, We need to join the join the X Men and stop these people who are doing bad things to mutants. Those people are the are the Hellfire Club. AKA the new mutants. The new mutants. Bobby has been a Lord Cardinal of the Hellfire Club for a while now. That's just established.
0: Right, but it's no, just we, Basically, a cover for the New Mutants. They they're just hanging out at the Hellfire Club. It's still they're just, just the New Mutants. They're just vibing, right? So Cyclops shows up to these guy these these kids and is basically like, "All right, you're my murder squad. Go kill them." And the kids are basically like, "Yeah, sure. Why not?"
1: Which it's a is trip <laughs> Buck Wild for Dust, <laughs> right? Specifically, not. <laughs> Rock Listen, slide, I Dust, get it. Dust will kill someone. Let it be known. Always has, always... Dust lenja. But she doesn't like actively want to. She just is a pragmatist. And she's like, what's the best way to solve this problem? I'm going to turn it into a sandstorm and rip all of the skin off of your bones.
0: Yeah, she, she starts the, the book by doing this to some Taliban fighters. Um, hey, also insane choice? Dust is in Afghanistan defending
1: villages
0: mm-hmm.
1: and Cyclops shows up and he's like, hey, you want to forget all this? You know who really needs your help? The people
0: in Westchester, New York. <laughs> Hi, I'm Cyclops. I'd like you to go murder the new mutants. You want to come with, you know? Absolutely. She... But yeah. wild. after she just told these villagers like, oh, yeah, those guys will be back. You know, but you guys will be
1: protected. You'll they, be fine. I, I had to reread it like four times. To be Like <laughs> Mark did like ensure that if they would come back, these guys would be good. Like, like dust isn't going to just immediately drop everything. She's going to at least feel that this one village is taken care of. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Insane. Yep. Uh From the beginning, we know that Donald Pierce is going to kill one of the young X-Men. We don't know who. Is it going to be Rockslide? Is it going to be ink or is it going to be wolf cub? We don't know. No, I don't care.
0: Is this the like least ominous thing ever? (laughs) Yeah. You know, no one's going to die. It's, it's that
1: commercial, like that old timey sitcom or like drama thing where they're like, someone will die. And it shows all of the cast. And then like, a minor supporting character is also in that. Yeah, you know, oh, it's it's them.
0: Yeah. They're gonna die. <laughs> Cause if Wolf Club does bite it in this story, I don't think many people are caring.
1: Spoiler alert for Wolf Cub vis-a-vis biting it. Um, Wolf Cub does die. And no one seems all that upset about it in the comic. <laughs>
0: No, because no one cares about these characters, right? No, one like, care. No, people care about dust and people care about Rockslide and people care about Blindfold. Right. No, one, but Mark, Mark cares about Ink. Yes. And you're right that Ink is a huge part of the narrative here because we're seeing him get his new cool tattoos so that he can, you know, have new powers. And yet... Do you know Ink's deal? Hold on. Yes. It's that okay. his tattoo artist is the mutant because Ink is yes. not a mutant. Ink is bestowed mutant powers by his mutant tattoo artist. Ink's, Ink's just this crappy blonde haired blue eyed white dude who is so mean and sucks. Yep. He's racist. Yep. He he's betraying as soon as he can for a buck. And he doesn't even know that Cyclops is actually Donald Pierce.
1: He just yes. is like, I'm going to do an evil. I'm going to be evil here. Cyclops is actually Donald Pierce. Regular Cyclops is doing things in the book on candy X-Men.
0: Yes. Um, it is pretty funny. You know, you do get the sense and you know, to Googs credit, you do get the sense that the, this Cyclops seems a little off, right? This doesn't quite seem, however, we've in seen the hands of a different writer, Adam, I'm going to be just completely honest. Yeah.
1: In the hands of a different writer. I think that would be a giveaway in the hands of Mark Guggenheim. I'm like, Huh? Is he offers Mark Guggenheim bad at writing?
0: Yeah, you're not sure, right? I'm not. I'm not sure. Yeah. So, um, they go off on their independent. Like they break up the team to go take the New Mutants down. And this to do
1: assassinations. Is,
0: this is where we start running into Amara. Uh, they go off to to take Danny out at her at her basically. Hey, home magma cabin. straight up murders dust. Oh yeah, magma like, turns dust into glass and then shatters parts of her like it's messed up listen magma
1: (laughs) she i get that she got attacked in her own home she does not come out of this looking well
0: no no and and nobody pauses to like have a conversation or anything like danny is like hey i don't have my powers right now i'm still gonna shoot you with this shotgun you know
1: okay but danny does that to everybody
0: i know but like of course it's justified you've got these kids who are just showing up and like bursting through the wall to say they're going to kill you for no reason of course the new mutants are going to defend themselves uh so this does not go well and of it course, doesn't go well yeah and can i tell you one thing that i hate about this uh yeah i'm
1: sure there's quite a few things there's a lot of things i hate about this it's so blatantly a stretched out version and like slightly changed version of the new mutants graphic novel.
0: It is. Yes. That's a good point.
1: And I'm like, be more creative, Mm. Mark. Come on. Don't just do the same thing again. I, I, I have to believe Mark Guggenheim, the guy who wrote the story about how whenever Wolverine regenerates, he actually has to fight the angel of death in hell (laughs) and get back. Uh, And once he was so, uh heartbroken because his girlfriend from a different mark guggenheim arc was fridged and then he was like i've had so many women fridged in my life that i do not want to live my immortal life or fight the angel of death anymore i Amazing. gotta feel like that mark guggenheim can be more creative than just ripping off old x-men stories right yeah. he's gotta have that in him
0: yeah You know, since this is a Magma episode and we were just trashing her, I do want to give her some credit, because after she realizes who's actually the villain of the story, she does basically bring Dust back from death.
1: Okay, she does, but if you've not read all of Young X-Men, you realize that the way she brought her back has caused Dust to become literally the most evil person in the world. Oh, fun. In the future. Okay. I mean, it's bad. There's... It's bad. Art. Daniel Acuna actually draws that art. Ooh, it's I love beautiful Acuna. looking. Yeah. Uh, but dust gets an evil, sexy outfit uh, in the oh future. God.
0: Boo. Come on. It's not good yeah. is the thing. That it's sounds like a terrible idea. Um, this arc. Also Acuna is... makes
1: it look great, but well, I'm mm, sure. it's all of the everything around. It. Mark, you, yeah.
0: you shouldn't have put
1: us in this position.
0: No. Um, so this this just ends. So th- this uh, first five issues just ends with Wolf Club getting killed in a cave, and that's that's and how. then the... they
1: then they stopped Donald Pierce. That's what happens.
0: Yes, um, it's, it's Donald Pierce's revenge plot was foiled. It's that's very, the whole story. Very anticlimactic, and it basically is five issues of these characters just just fighting for no real reason. There's very and little motivation. Here's the thing about these characters. None of them are written likably. Rock Slide
1: is literally the least likable he's ever been. Like I, like, I like Rock Slide. He actively sucks in this.
0: Oh, yeah. No, he's, like, very verbally misogynistic. <laughs> he's constantly, like, being, like, a, a very vocal pervert. You know, he, Wolf Cub is kind of, like, I guess whatever. But then he goes to try and kill Lobo Maximus, which I get. I understand. I um, also want
1: to kill Lobo Maximus. Yes.
0: Yes, but like you know, these characters are not being written as super likable, other than Dust and and Blindfold, maybe. Uh, I think Mark wants us to. I don't know if Mark wants us to like Ink. I think Mark wants us to think Ink is the
1: coolest thing in the world. Like
0: he keeps flashing back to the tattoo parlor, like it's like the best, coolest thing ever. And he's like, "Oh, you didn't like know this. Heroes?" Didn't do that several seasons. Yeah. Before this, like yeah. Mark. Oh, ink has wings tattooed. He can fly. Like, oh, who cares? Ink sucks.
1: Ink has telepathy because he put a lightning bolt
0: on his skull.
1: (laughs) Because Charles Xavier was drawn with lightning bolts coming out of his head for his telepathy once. That's old issue of X Men. It's not the stupidest tattoo he gets. He doesn't get that tattoo in this arc. That's when he gets Phoenix powers. Oh yeah, yep. That's the I know like the concept of a Mary Sue in fanfic. A essentially a self-insert character that everyone likes and has all the powers and is great. Like I get that that specific phrasing and wording has been co-opted and used to the point of not being useful, but that's also exactly what ink is here, right? Yeah. Like, sure. Here's my OC. He's the best and coolest and everyone likes him. He and he has all the anything. powers. anything you
0: can do it all. He's got the power to have all the powers. Yeah, It
1: sucks. I hate
0: ink. My God, I do want to note that, um, you know, we're again, back to Magma for a second, that uh, there is one person that I think really does like Magma or at least drawing Magma. And that is Yannick Paquette. Uh, I mean, Magma, when you think about it, she's just a naked girl on fire, a naked woman on fire. And Paquette, this draws, girl, she's on fire. She he draws her figure so lovingly. I mean, the the butts in this book are drawn with, with such care, let's say.
1: Yannick Paquette is a butt guy.
0: It does seem that which,
1: way. Which does clash with the Terry Dodson covers because that's <laughs> not the anatomy that Dodson features. Yes.
0: Yeah. So a little bit of a contrast. Um gosh, this book is bad, Zach. <laughs> this uh, book is
1: an exercise in contrast.
0: Zach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. It's so not good. Hey, why is Ink bald on every cover, but not in the book? He does shave his head before the fourth and fifth issue, doesn't he? I think after... Uh, he does.
1: I don't... Yeah, you're right. What after the... he gets the powers.
0: I guess it's it's so that he can get the telepathy powers? Is it because Professor X is bald that Ink is yes. bald? Yes.
1: Yes. Jesus Christ. That's silly. It's stupid. Gray Malkin. I think it's great that... I think it's great that in future arcs, Mark Guggenheim wanted in 2008 to introduce an explicitly gay character. I have have questions and concerns about every single way and choice that was made about Grey Malkin beyond that, but that props to Mark, but that's not in this arc. In this arc, he's just this weird guy. He's just this little freak that lives in the mansion.
0: (laughs) Yes. All right. Down at 763, we have young X-Men number seven. Which involves Rock Slide trying to figure out who is not a mutant on this team.
1: That's um, right. We have covered that. That sucks too.
0: That is pretty bad. Um, we did that, I believe, because it involved some Krakoas. There were uh, Krakoas in it, yes. Yes. And that we did a Krakoa episode. That was a really bad episode, uh, a bad issue. Not a bad episode. Great um, episode. For but all I. Of us. I don't know I I think this is
1: worse. <sighs> I mean, it sucks. That's this is worse than Jean and the Daughters of the Dragon from Uncanny X-Men first class at 776. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. OK, so we're going to work our way down here. Uh, I don't I know think if I is, know my floor. Is this worse than Axis? I don't think this is it's, worse than Axis.
1: It's not worse than Axis. It's not worse than Eve of Destruction. It's not worse than Wolverine and the X-Men volume 2,
0: 1 through 6, Tomorrow Never Learns. So worse than the Shatterstar Saga at 777. I mean, look, we're close. I don't think it's as bad as the Shatterstar Saga.
1: Then let's put it between that and the Jean Grey and Daughters of the Dragons.
0: All right. So we have a new 777. That is the first arc of Young X-Men.
1: How lucky for us that we got to talk about Young X-Men today. And I'm so glad because we're already nearing the end of the show, Adam. I'm so glad that we did not choose... Another comic that we have a lot of thoughts on uh, that is baffling in every possible way and specifically allowing us to make jokes about Mark Guggenheim that we've already made in this episode.
0: Well, here's the thing. Uh, Not only did Mark Guggenheim choose Magma for this young X-Men arc, but he definitely brings her back in a book that everybody loved. That's right. We're talking about the first three issues of X-Men Gold you remember, this is the Halcyon days of the beginning of our show, the Resurrection Era.
1: I would like to, I would like to perform on air, a mea culpa. A mea
0: culpa? Here we go.
1: At one point in my life, I was very excited that, that Marvel hooked me up with advanced copies of a book. Mm. And I was really burnt out on uh, the IVX era. And I was like, okay, this is comfort food. And I like it. And I gave a, I believe, 8.5 out of 10, because I was doing scores for some reason, because I felt that was what you needed to do, (laughs) review to Mark Guggenheim's X-Men Gold Number 1. And I would like formally to say, I disagree. (laughs) With with
0: past Zach.
1: (laughs) That was... I got... I got sucked in with the glitz and glamour of the comic book reviewing world.
0: Oh boy. And I let that color world. my
1: opinions.
0: Just millions of dollars flowing into pockets. Um,
1: oh right. my gosh. Well, here's the problem. Mark Guggenheim said he liked maggots. So I agreed with him and I was like, Oh, well maybe this won't be so bad.
0: Uh, and yet what we have with X-Men gold um, is part of the resurrection line. And the team is Kitty. the pride.
1: Resurrection.
0: Yes. Big X. Uh, Kitty pride storm. Nightcrawler, Colossus, Old Man Logan, and one of Mark Grudenheim's greatest crimes, uh, and that is to try to rebrand Rachel Summers as Prestige. Prestige! Um, Prestige! It's the worst. Worldwide! It's the worst. Worldwide! You know, (laughs) I say that that's the worst, but truly the worst is the fact that Ardian Syaf, the artist of the first ish, three issues of X-Men Gold, who is supposed to be the series regular, did sneak in some um, really not great um, propaganda into especially the first gets, issue of X-Men Gold. It's
1: tied in. It 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 was in the first issue. And Adam, they pulped the second issue. Definitely. People don't remember this because of the timeline. They pulped the second so issue. So
0: something was there.
1: Because he did. Darn it, he did it again. And listen, I'm not going to get into the specifics of Indonesian politics because I don't understand it. But my understanding was not good, pretty anti-Semitic, pretty pretty bad stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely Uh, if you need to get a history lesson, there are some articles that you can check out if you really need to know, know. I Here's some
1: additional history. You know I actually was the first person to get Marvel's official statement on this. Oh, okay. Yeah, I broke, I broke that part of the story. Yeah. It's one of one of two times that there's a comic book artist who snuck in anti-Semitic work Jesus. in the backgrounds of their comics that I was partially responsible for their career ending.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's don't, weird that it happened don't twice. Don't put these things in your comics. And you wouldn't know this now because revisionist history of, you know, the purity of the history of Marvel Comics as it is, um, these things have been erased From these issues, uh, when they got to digital,
1: yeah, legitimately they were erased. Uh, Well, the issue came out on Wednesday. Yep, they were erased by Monday because the story broke on Sunday or on Saturday because I was gardening. Mm -hmm. I was I was like digging up a flower bed that day. (laughs) I was like, because I was. It was when I was a Reddit mod, Mm -hmm. and because people were like, I don't think he should sneak in anti-Semitic Islamic hate or er, Islamist hate speech in this and other people are like people can do what they want I was like actually I think you would also hate him for different reasons mm. uh anyway it was a bad day for me
0: um you know what an x-men gold one to three is really a bad day for everybody who's an x-men fan because what it is is you described it as comfort food and it is bringing back uh you know the all-new roster in a you know a, different form Logan, and we're really just going to do we're going to we're going to play the hits so you know not even the
1: not even the hits because that's the thing he's not doing a this is
0: days of future past this is
1: dark phoenix saga this is all this what gooks is doing in this is the most distilled generic mm-hmm. toothless Saturday morning cartoon, but somehow less engaging than the actual Saturday morning cartoon version of the X-Men. Their dialogue is interchangeable with literally everyone. He wants you to know that he loves Kitty Pride and thinks she's the coolest and does that by her quoting Wolverine from the book that is actually the biggest touchstone of this, uh, Josh Whedon's Astonishing X-Men. Yeah, and if there's one if there's one thing I do notice about the review that I wrote back those years ago, is that I immediately compared it to that book. I was like, yeah, he's kind of doing the same thing. Oh, sure,
0: he's he like, is putting very, the
1: needle on the record, right? Very so, clearly doing the exact same thing.
0: Yeah. So we've got the lineup. We're gonna play baseball, right? We've got a new brotherhood team that we're gonna fight. There's another okay, race. The baseball
1: thing. The baseball thing bothered me because it was like the fourth time in a three or four month period where they had the X-Men playing baseball. And they were using that as a symbol of actually things are good and happy and great Mm. again. And I'm like, y'all can do that one time. (laughs) Now I think you think that all we want in X-Men comics is them playing baseball. You're not getting into the underlying concerns that longtime readers have about the direction of this franchise vis-a-vis the attention that you give to it yes so or the fact that all the books suck the the honestly my bigger issue was the second one just Mm -hmm.
0: realistically so our hate monger here is sort of a you know right-wing lady right wing lady, lady this time uh she has hired mesmero to mind control a bunch of people including magma okay can we talk about the mesmero's brotherhood
1: of evil mutants because this is
0: insane yes uh we've got magma we've got mask. We have magma mask okay fine however we have who looks like pyro and avalanche except it's not them because they're, they're like, dead.
1: yeah pyro and avalanche are dead so these must be different guys
0: we don't Quite know who they are.
1: And then Mark Guggenheim have... even has a character say,
0: Well, that's not very original. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and it's like, I don't in a different book, I would say that there's a level of awareness to this. Mm. But it's not because he plays it straight the yes. whole time.
0: And the only thing that I will give gooks is that the last member of The Brotherhood, other than Mesmero, is the most interesting thing he does with X-Men Gold. The gay space Nazi. The gay space Nazi. I forget what his name is, but he's a big green gargoyle looking dude. And he's a, that is an actual like thing. He's nothing here. He's just like to be captured for future stories. It's just like, who's this weirdo? So, but man, if that doesn't end up being actually an interesting story.
1: I will never, ever go back and reread Negative Zone more because we ranked it good on the podcast. And I'm like, is it? Because I think maybe it might be bad.
0: Yeah, he also drops the Lashley, uh, the executioner in um, to the new executioner. This yeah. is not any of the previous
1: executioners. Yeah, what happens in this? They do they do kidnap the mayor of New York City. Yes,
0: and old of man New Logan.
1: York City, <laughs> Bill De Blasio.
0: Yes, is and captured. They also kidnap Old Man Logan, except he gets free, and then whatever they. They beat the team. They I go. can't
1: tell you how little this book is. It's so nothing.
0: They go to the racist lady's house and are basically like, don't mess with us. We're the X-Men. And it's like, okay.
1: Not an effective strategy, Kitty. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Kitty is the only character in this book for three issues that has any level of thought put into their characterization.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which is truly annoying. Like, here's the thing. Googs is obviously incredibly invested in Kitty and Colossus's relationship.
0: Right. Because Colossus does come and try and ask uh, Kitty to, like, be romantic. And she's like, yeah, we're not doing that. And I did
1: at the time read that as, oh, he understands that there are some things that we're not doing anymore.
0: Yep. And you read that wrong. (laughs)
1: I would. (laughs) I was. That's on me. I had I was young and naive at the time, and I had not read enough Mark Guzik comics, and I had God. not watched a minute of Arrow. And now, in my old age, one of those two things is true.
0: <laughs> I will never watch Arrow. Just to be fair, that's okay. That's not, never happening that's in my right. life. Not your thing. I don't know what else there really is to say about this. I mean, aside, It's just so nothing. Yeah. Also, Adrian Siuff's art sucks. It's really not good. Yeah. And like, take
1: away the the racism and the anti-semitism and all that his art is bad it looks like it looks like he would be a crappy evs fill-in artist on
0: green lantern like yeah no that's a good comparison you know he's he's got the the overworked lines of like a brett booth or something like that and yet there's lots of panels here that are just ugly you know just it's not good looking art, and it's you mentioned this before. Uh, we we when we were prepping for the episode, but it's wild that they had RB Silva on deck for the next arc. And w- why, why not at least start with your Stuart Imminent guy? Like, it's not like it's not like
1: Seoff was like a name. I had when it got announced, I was like involved in comics and I had to look him up. I was like, who's this? Right who's who's this is like I knew I knew the team that was doing blue I couldn't tell you who they are now I honestly forget Bun and Molina yeah yeah it was Jorge Molina and uh who because their second art uh was it Buffiani Mm, sure it's been a while maybe maybe hold on I'm gonna find this out now they had those art yeah (laughs) Matteo Matteo it was Matteo Buffagani and Jorge Molina Mm -hmm. yeah and like book and Ray Anthony Height uh, like there was a good they had a good team mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit uh, that look, there's a lot of issues with that.
0: We don't need book. to. We don't need to. Uh, We're not re- doing a Jimmy, entire... Jimmy Hudson episode. <laughs> we don't need to go over the what? entire uh, era. <laughs> I'll tell you my issue going
1: back to this. I felt insulted by this book. Mm. Like I felt like this is what you want to feed me. This is what you think I want? You think I'm this much of an idiot? And yeah. I'm an idiot, and I'll do a lot of trash X-Men stuff. But this book did feel a little insulting going back to it. Like, that's all this is? Yeah. yeah. You, you wanted me to spend $16 on these three issues? <laughs> Go pound sand. Screw you.
0: All right. So is it better or worse than the young X-Men that we just ranked?
1: See, now that's an interesting... <laughs>
0: I. mm. Gold. Here's the thing
1: about gold one through three. It's an absolutely harmless comic. Like I can see why someone with no taste would like it. It's like a it's like a decently made dinner that
0: someone forgot to salt.
1: Yeah. And it ruins it. It makes it a bad thing. But like it's there it also you're going has to, you're gonna politely eat it
0: yeah I mean it also made it to print with covert hate speech in it so you know like I'm not I'm not blaming
1: I'm not blaming anyone for
0: that I I'm just saying it doesn't seem like very much care and thought went into the creation of these three issues
1: that that
0: I think is I
1: I, I would argue like it, that I the young like x men editorial, editorial is, should have like taken a couple of extra like passes yeah. at this and said, hey on maybe we try this one let's 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 dig into this. What is this? Yeah. I also feel like professional writer,
0: Mark Guggenheim, probably should have delivered a better draft. But and he great. he does better things with this series. It's just, this is really bad. It gets more interesting before it gets
1: just as bad, if not worse by the end. Yes. Like it actually, there is a steady climb uphill after the, after the executioner stuff with negative zone war And like the lead up to the wedding and the mojo crossover has some interesting things in it Mm -hmm. because I feel like it's Cullen Bunn saying this is all stupid and Mark Guggenheim playing it straight. Mm -hmm. So I think there's an interesting contrast in that. Uh, So it's all moving up and then gets the climax of the wedding because I actually think the arc before the wedding is kind of pretty decent. And then the wedding happens and then it all drops off
0: of a freaking cliff to what is truly an insanely bad ending. So I'm going to then say that i think this is worse than the young x-men are. okay do you agree i don't disagree or is there enough here that bumps it up a a nod or like a a notch here i I don't know now that they
1: cleaned it up i don't think i don't think anything that's extant in this book moving forward into the future yeah is
0: like is this as bad as the First six issues of Wolverine and the X Men Volume yeah, Two. Yeah, that's where
1: I'm looking back and forth, and I kind of think they're almost on the exact same level. I
0: mean, I think it, it's that's... a different because I think those those first six arcs of
1: that Wolverine and the X Men are on a craft level really poor. Mm. And I think like Guggenheim is telling a story in this. It's just a bad story that he's stretching out a bit. Like there's not there, but like he hits all of his marks. That's right. the thing. It's bland. He's just a bad actor.
0: It's bland.
1: There's nothing to this. Yeah. And I don't know what's better or worse because also that Wolverine and the X-Men has Mahmoud Asar art. That's really good, actually.
0: Right, right, right. But the story in that is just like, ah.
1: we're in the right area. Here's the thing. I, is this better or worse than, (laughs) than what appears to be Polaroids of a TV playing (laughs) Pride of the X-Men.
0: I was going to highlight this because I really think it's an interesting, like, parallel. It's kind of the best, the closest
1: equivalent we get.
0: Yeah, I do think we have to give the edge to X-Men Gold. You know, like, there is some effort other than just taking pictures of a TV. Then I would insist that it actually goes below Mutant X Origins number one. Great. Great place for it. That is going to make X-Men Gold 1 to 3 our new seven hundred and 87 goodness what a showing um i was angry rereading that i was like are you
1: serious guys this is what this is what you made me try and defend
0: for a little bit yeah i mean i i tweeted at some point about how uh rereading this really really made me reappreciate where we're at right now, for all of its faults. There's some X Men comics I dislike right now. I'm sure. not going to name
1: names. Sure. That's that's for you to give me five dollars and figure out my opinions. <laughs> but.
0: <laughs> but come on. <laughs> but come on. We have seen when I the, when I see the, where the depth of the valley. There's, it's just there's so little that could be worse than what I've already gotten through. It's like it's ah, I'm I'm sticking with this, Adam.
1: What have you got going <sighs> on this week?
0: Uh, folks, you can always find me on Blue Sky at Adam Rec, uh Instagram Adam. whatever Twitter is at Arthur Stacey. And, what uh, is Twitter? What's a Twitter? I I don't know. I couldn't tell you. Every day it's a new something's changing, and I I don't know. But hey, look, I'm free from that world. I don't I don't know. I'm still making announcements about the podcast there, so if people want to know a, what's going what on, a, check what a out. What a good guy. But uh, what a good guy. I. It's it's better if you're. A, doing the other ones but you know whatever uh never try and find zach and uh zach don't do it what do we got going on next week well first we're gonna thank pastor x again. oh yeah sorry thank you pastor x
1: patient.com uh next week we are how do i want to say this how do we want to describe someone asked us to cover a board book like for babies (laughs) and we're gonna do we're doing it we're just doing that that's the show now 315 episodes we're doing a book for babies it's,
0: a, it's it's our attitude era we can do whatever we want this is our show oh yeah
1: <laughs> we've been recording too long on too many terrible comics this week <laughs>
0: our brains are
1: melting. adam i'm losing it i am i am until next i may time. not survive the experience
0: thank you Adam. can you just say it? can you finish the show <laughs> until next time We hope you survived the experience.
1: You forgot to say this is Battle of the Atom.
0: Oh, guys, this was Battle of the Atom. We hope you liked it. Get it!